0: Welcome to A Book A Day Podcast and as you know this week we are focusing on the stories of the Holy Bible. What I am trying to do in this series is to familiarize you with the narratives and there are multiple narratives in the Bible but just to give you an idea of what really happens in the Bible, how the story flows through it so that if you haven't read the Bible or are not familiar with the stories in it, you get a fair idea of what really goes on there. So far, we have covered the story of Adam and Eve and then on to the story of Noah and then we got to the point of Moses' birth. And uh, if you are not really familiar with these stories, I would suggest you to check out the previous two episodes. Otherwise, we can now move ahead with Moses' story. He was in Egypt, he was just born there and he, his mother was uh, a slave there. And as you know, what Pharaoh was doing at that time, he was killing every child of Israelites who were slaves in Egypt. So that's why Moses' mother she hid her baby until he was 3 months old because obviously she didn't want him to get killed by the egyptians who were after 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 every every israelite every child of theirs so she hid her baby but she knew she knew that moses would be fine found eventually so this is what she did next she took a basket and fixed it in us in a certain way so that the water wouldn't flow it inside it and then she put moses inside the basket and she placed the basket in the tall grass near the nile river moses sister maryam and she was told to stand nearby and uh, she would Do something as you'll see next. So what happens now is Pharaoh's daughter, she's a princess of course, she comes down to the Nile River to take a bath. And then she sees that basket and uh, then she calls on one of her servant's girls and then asks them to get that basket. And when she opens the basket... She finds that beautiful baby inside it. Little Moses, he was crying and the princess felt sorry for him. She didn't want him to get killed. Now Mariam comes up and she says to the princess, If you want, I can go and uh, call an Israelite woman to nurse the baby for you. And the princess agrees. So now Miriam goes back to her mother and tell her what has happened with the princess. And uh, now Moses' mother comes to the princess. And the princess tells her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So now Moses' mother took care of her own child but she was getting paid for it. But eventually... um, She was kind of caretaker now and uh, Moses was supposed to go back to the princess. So when he was old enough, uh, the mother takes him to Pharaoh's daughter, the princess, and then she adopts him. She adopts him as her own son. And that is how Moses came to grow up in the house of Pharaoh. Now, this is the whole story of the basket, the river, everything. It, it kind of reminds me of Krishna's story in, in the Hindu philosophy. And that's quite interesting how, how different stories kind of transcend through one culture to another. And, uh, but the underlying myths and the underlying stories, they're quite similar. It's almost like an archetype. Now, coming back to this story, as uh, I was saying, Moses grew up in the house of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was the ruler of Egypt. And Moses grew up very, really, in a wise fashion. He became a wise man and a great man. And uh, he was aware of his origins. He knew that uh, he was not an Egyptian, but his real parents were Israelite slaves. Now one day when he was forty years old, Moses decided to go to see how his own people, the Israelites, they were getting along. And uh, when he sees that he gets really horrified. He saw an Egyptian beating an Israelite slave. And there was a lot of torture and humiliation going around. So what Moses does now, he looks around and he sees that nobody is watching him. He hits the Egyptian and the Egyptian dies there. And now Moses has to hide the body in the sand. The next day, Moses goes out to see his people again. And he thought he could really help them. And this time he saw two Israelites fighting. And he goes up to them and asks them why you are beating each other. You two are like brothers. And then one of the men says to him, Who made you a ruler and uh, are you going to kill me? Just as you killed the Egyptian the other day. Now Moses realizes that uh, him killing the Egyptian, that story has been leaked and people know about it. And uh, eventually even Pharaoh got to know about it. And uh, he sent his men to kill Moses. And that is why Moses had to run away from Egypt. When Moses left Egypt, he went far away to to the land of Midian. And there he meets one family and uh, marries one of their daughters. He goes on to live there for quite some time and he's uh, working as a shepherd over there. So for the next 40 years, he lives there. And uh, that is when he's, he gets to the age of 80. Then one day when uh, Moses was taking care of his sheep, something wonderful happened. Something so profound that changed Moses' life. What happened there? Probably you know the story. Now Moses had come all the way to the mountain of Horeb to find grass for his sheep. Here he sees a bush on fire, but it wasn't really burning up. This is strange, Moses wonders, I will go closer and get a better look. And so he did, and when he does that, a voice comes from the bush and it says, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals because you are standing on holy ground. It was none other than the God speaking by means of an angel. So Moses, he covers his face. And then God continues. He says, I have seen the suffering of my people in Egypt. So I am going to free them. And you are the one I am sending to lead my people out of Egypt. So once again the plan was to bring God's on people to the land of Canaan. But Moses says, I am nobody, how can I do this? But suppose I do go, then Israeli, Israelites will say to me, who sent you? Then what would I say? The God says, this is what you say to them, Jehovah, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you and this is my name forever. But uh, Moses still wonders and asks, suppose they don't believe me when I say that you sent me, what do I do then? To this, God says nothing. But then God asks a question, What is in your hand? And Moses says, oh, It's just a stick. Then the God says, Throw it on the ground. And when Moses does this, he throws the stick on the ground. The stick becomes a snake. The God then shows another miracle to Moses. He says, Put your hand inside your robe and Moses does that and when he takes his hand out, it was white like snow. The hand looked as if it had the bad sickness and then go out, the Jehovah goes on to show another miracle and then he says to Moses, when you do these miracles, the Israelites, will believe you that I have sent you over there. After that Moses goes home and uh, talks to his in-laws and eventually bids them goodbye so that he has now to go on to the mission. So when he goes back to Egypt, he meets his brother Aaron and uh, talks about all the things that have happened with him and the miracle and how God showed up. These people, uh, they all believed him and uh, now Moses and Aaron, they went to see Pharaoh and they told him the same thing they were telling the other people, the Israelites. They said that Jehovah, the God of Israel says, Let my people go for three days so that they can worship me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh didn't agree. He said, I don't believe in Jehovah and I'm not going to let the Israelites go. And in fact, he got really angry. Because they were looking to get some time off, he made them work even harder. Now the Israelites blamed Moses for how badly they were being treated now and Moses felt really sad about it. But he was having this constant conversation with the God and Jehovah kept telling him not to worry. He said, I will make Pharaoh let my people go, just believe me. And Moses did believe him. And. once again he and his brother Aaron they went to see Pharaoh this time they did a miracle Aaron threw down his stick and it became a big snake but then Pharaoh's wise men also threw down sticks and snakes appeared from somewhere but look Aaron's snake is eating up all the other snakes what's happening they all wonder now still Pharaoh was not convinced. This was just pure magic for him. He didn't believe in it. So clearly this plan was not working and the time had come for Jehovah to interfere and teach Pharaoh a lesson perhaps. So what, what did he do then? Well, he brought up 10 plagues and a lot of trouble in Egypt. You might say that's a bit harsh on God's part, but that's how it was. And uh, after seeing that misery, so many plagues over there, now Pharaoh eventually sent for Moses and he says, Please stop the plague. I will let the Israelites go. And even then he kept going back on his promises when when um, Jehovah and Moses, they uh, control the plague but eventually after the 10th plague he had to agree and he sent the Israelites away now it was time for the Israelites to leave Egypt about 600,000 Israelite men they left and uh, as many probably as many and more women and children we don't know that number Also, a large number of other people who had become believers in Jehovah who were not originally Israelites, they also left with the Israelites. They all took their sheep and goats and cattle along with them. And now the journey began. After a few days, the Israelites came to the Red Sea. There they rested. And in the meantime, Pharaoh and his men began to feel sorry that this, they had sent the Israelites away. We have let our slaves go. It's a mistake, they said. So Pharaoh changed his mind once more. He quickly got his war chariot and his army ready. Then he began to chase after the Israelites. With his 600 special chariots as well as other chariots of Egypt. Now when the Israelites saw Pharaoh and his army coming after them, they were really afraid. There was no way to flee. The Red Sea was on one side of them, and here the Egyptians were coming from the other side. But still, they were safe because God was on their side. So Jehovah put a cloud between his people and the Egyptians And eventually the Egyptians were not able to see um, the Israelites. Jehovah then told Moses to stretch his stick out over the Red Sea. And when he did that, Jehovah caused a strong wind to blow. The waters of the sea were parted. And the waters were held up on both sides. I'm sure you remember this picture him cutting the sea and that's really the picture that a lot of you might remember the Israelites are marching through the sea on the dry ground and uh, on either side of them is the sea it took hours and hours for the millions of people with all their animals to go safely through the sea to the other side and finally When they were pretty much on the other side, the clouds had dissipated and uh, Egyptians were able to see the Israelites. And so they started chasing them once again. And once again, God interfered and caused the wheels of their chariots to fall off. Now, Egyptians got really scared and began to cry. Jehovah is fighting for the Israelites. He is against us. Let's just get out of here. But of course it was too late. Once again Jehovah told Moses to stretch his stick out over the Red Sea. And now when he does that, the walls of water begin to come back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots. The whole army had followed the Israelites into the sea and not one of the Egyptians got out alive. And on the other side of the ocean, there was just happiness. They had survived. They sang the songs of victory. They were no longer slaves and they were going back to their homeland. Now what happens there when they get to their holy land? How things turn out? Well, these are the beginnings of the Bible. This is the beginning of Judaism. What Moses teaches to his people, the Israelites, what really happens there and how Israel finds its first king, all these things we'll find out in the next episode. So stay tuned and keep listening to this podcast. Thank you.